commitment prayer, praise God. I want to pray also for Bishop and Sister Bruce. They're not here, but also let's keep them in prayer. You know, these are our spiritual leaders. They're, they're not here right now, but we're the ones that uphold it at this time being, but they're still out there. We need, still need to pray for them. Praise the Lord. If you would open your Bibles to Proverbs 30, 24, chapter 30, verse 24 through 28. We'll open up with the word of the Lord. I've got two pieces of scriptures here. And it says, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The answer of people, not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. And then in Luke 14, 21 through 24, So that servant came and, so, and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the, and the blind. And the servant said, God said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of these men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Praise the Lord. Praise God. If you would pray with me. Lord, lead me in this word today, Lord. As we expound on this word, Lord, that you would elaborate, make it easier for us to understand, Lord, if my word's a little bit confusing. I don't want to be a confused individual or sharing words of confusion. I want to make it as clear as possible, Lord. Let it come out, Lord. Let it resonate, Lord. Let it be like a fruit, Lord Jesus. Let it be sweet. Let it not be bitter. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, guys. Praise the Lord. Thanks, God. I made them stand here too long. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> you guys are going to get stronger, I'm telling you. Amen. Whew. Praise the Lord. So the title of the message is uh, Compelled to Serve. Or compel, I believe I said. Yeah, compelled to serve, I thought. I, and the word compel, uh, me, and, and I was looking it up. In past tense, it says uh, to force or oblige someone or to do something, uh, a sense of duty, similar to force, coherence into, pressurize into, pressure, impel, drive, press, and, and some, so many of those are pretty much the same meaning, just said a little bit differently. And so the word sounds negative, but I ran across another, uh, another piece of, uh, I'm going to say this, I went on Google. And I pulled it up and it says, it's comp it compels sounds like a negative word. While memorizing a vocabulary, I found something very odd. The fact that while the word compel has a negative feeling to it, because you're forcing someone, the word compelling has a positive feeling to it because it invokes, it, it evokes interest. In other words, it causes to recollect and reason to think, why am I compelled and for what? What compels us? What drives you to serve God? What persuades you to stay in the faith? Is it salvation? Is it the love for God? Is it fear of God? Is it deliverance? These are all good. There's nothing wrong with those. And because of these, this is why we're compelled. We, we look for a reason to be compelled and the, the, the much more easier word to understand is persuaded. But the word compelled is used in the Bible 
here in this piece of scripture, and not that it's used wrong, it's just that meanings at times tend to change over the years. But in this particular case, he says, compel them to come. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. So I don't believe he was telling them, hey, you go force them in here. Get them on a corner, then bulldoze them in. I believe he was saying, say something to them that's going to persuade them. What is it that we're going to say to persuade them to come here? So I'm going to talk a little bit about a conference that I was at. Some of the guys might remember this. Uh, so we were at a conference, and um, not sure which one it was, but I do recall very well uh, the story was about uh, a young man who had come to the faith, baptism in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And he was sharing with his friends. And in sharing, uh, there was a differences in faiths. And so he was, he was on fire for the Lord, and he was, you know, probably preaching baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And we know uh, some of them would not hear it and did not care about it. And, um, and, and do say, and in time, things, you know, start to heat up a little bit. So anyhow, they would at times become angry, and with him, they'd curse them till finally one day, a friend of his in Christ, a like believer in his faith, I'm going to say an apostolic Pentecostal, was driving down the road and found him walking after he was beaten. He was all bloodied up, his shirt was torn, and he was possibly stumbling you know, along the way. If anybody remembers what his name is, let me know after church if you remember this, this story. I really want to know. Anyhow, he was beaten by those that were friends and family. He happened to be walking on the same road where his church, which he had just joined. And in, in this, I remember this mentioned the, the friend asked him uh, whether he was friend or, uh, or his pastor. He helped him as best as he could, trying to be of some assistance, asking, what can I do? The beat-up young man said, help me up. Help me get to the church, and if, it, if I can make it, to the altar. If I can make it to the altar, it will be all right. You see, the place of deliverance is at the altar. There's a breaking away of the world, and the glory of God is manifested. It's manifested. God enters the place of worship, and he surrounds you uh, during your brokenness. This brokenness is what delivers us when we recognize that we need God himself. This man struck, stuck to, to what he learned, and he was compelled by the word that he heard and the new revelation that he had received. He was compelled to get to the altar and not let go, I'm sorry, and to let go of heavy, the heaviness he was feeling and carrying. So I say this out loud on the mic. Be careful with what you carry. Get rid of it at the altar. The Bible says that in verse Luke 14, 23, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. I don't believe this young man was forcing anyone to believe what he was saying. I believe he was trying to persuade them with the truth. Just as the Bible says that the Lord of, is, I'm, just as the Bible says that the Lord of the servant told him to compel the people in the highways and hedges, he was saying persuade them. I said it, tell them something good. Tell them what is here. Here's something interesting. When he told him to go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city, and this is in the prior scripture, uh, it, it's interesting to see that 
that is referring to right down the streets. It's going outside my where I live at and just go out there and, and, and talk to people and, and, and just bring them in. That is streets and lanes. But the highways are highways. Before you get to the highway, you've got to get through the city. So now you've got highways and you've got hedges. They block, hedges block things. It's so you can't see. It's out of view. It's out of sight. They're not easy to get to. He is persuading them, hey, guys, they, uh, they hunger. Come this way. Come have some of this, you know, some of this food. It's going to be a party in heaven. So what I took from this scripture was that going out to the, going out to the road is, is important. But it doesn't mean that we stop there. Just because it looks like it's, there's resistance and I'm not going to go that far. It's going to take too long. God says, the, the scriptures say, go the extra mile. Don't stop there. Go the extra mile. Take it upon yourself. Where, where, where am I in you? Show the light that I have. And what we're compelled by, and I forgot to mention, we're compelled by the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost that we have received when we're filled by His Spirit. Filled by Him. Baptized into His name. So in this saying, uh, 2 Timothy 4.3, For the time will come when they will endure son doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap themselves to teachers having itching ears. God, help us to endure sound doctrine always. And the question again is, what compels us? Food for thought. So the story of this young man ends well. Some of those people who had beaten him converted and were baptized in Jesus' name. The question is, why? What happened? I believe it was because what they saw him do, what they saw him go through. I don't know if it was when they were beating him to a pulp, but one thing was for sure, he did, not, he did not give in and he did not buckle. He kept his newfound faith because he was compelled by his faith. And he fought and won the fight at the altar because there was a God in heaven who said in his word, I have called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. Marvelous light, praise the Lord. When we share our fail, uh, uh, not our faith, I'm sorry, fail, our faith, don't be surprised if it doesn't sit well with others. It's okay. God gives us the peace and the blessed assurance of the promise. Amen. And I'm not saying that we condemn them. I'm just saying that if they don't want to receive it, it's between them and God. We have already shared it. But we hold on to it. There's a price to pay. Our integrity is tested. In every way, and our, and our action will bear forth fruit. The young man in this is who I'm talking about now is, is in the UPCI. He's a preacher. He's a pastor. And God has blessed him for his work. He knew who, where he stood. He knew, he knew how to stand. There was, a, there was a teaching that came to him. Baptism in Jesus' name. I can't buckle under pressure. There's a name here that's, that's been put upon my soul. And his name is Jesus. Praise God. It is like a song that says here, when you feel broken and tired down and you feel drugged down by the world and it doesn't seem to get any easier, the song is, take this offering that I bring. Humbly I fall on my knees to proclaim your everything. I am nothing without you. Take my hand and lead me through. 
You are my sustaining love. If the God of love sustains you today, there's a reason to praise. There's a reason to be glad. There's a reason to wake up in the morning and say, God, you have kept me up. And even if it's all night, you have kept me up. But it's for a good reason. It's to give you praise, to, to worship you. And I don't wish that on anybody, but if it does, praise the Lord. If he gives you the strength to sustain yourself in that way. And not only that song, sing any song, you know, some glad morning we will see Jesus in the air. That's another one. Praise the Lord. God will hold on to that. Moving on, as the, as, as the word declare, God declares in his word, as believers in the book of James, 122, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Proverbs 30, coming back to Proverbs 30, 24 to 25. And I'm talking about the ants here again. Uh, there being four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Now, I'm not saying that the ant is wiser than man. There's just no comparison. God has given us a brain to think, but there are some things that the ants do that they do not stop. They, they carry on their work. And, and if you take a moment, and I, I if you it take, for instance, if you take a moment and you study the ant, you're going to see, uh, before you smash it, if it's on your table, see what it's doing. See what it's doing. It's searching. It starts to search. And when it finds what it's searching for, it's like it goes crazy. And it starts to call on the other recruits. Hey, guys, there's sugar over here. This is the good stuff over here. So I hope you guys are getting where I'm coming from on this one. There's sugar over here. And this is the good stuff. This is, this is that sugar from, uh, from heaven. This is that manna. And again, finding what it finds, it does what it does. Faithfully, it looks at the bigger ants. It looks at the smaller ants. It says, hey, I don't care how big you are. I don't care how small you are. We're talking about languages. I don't care what language you speak. Come over here and get some of this good bread. Amen. Praise God. So God wants to give us the, the, you know, the sweet, the good stuff. He doesn't want us to be on that. Uh, on, the, on the old sugar that we were on yesterday. He wants us to be on the new sugar that is of today. Let us be like the ant. Let us be wise. Let us build. The build makes a, the, the, I'm sorry, the ant makes a huge colony. And if anybody's ever seen, they go underground and these things are, are massive. And the question is, how do they do that? Because they work together. And they never stop. They never stop. And if an enemy comes in, you know what they do? They put them out. And if they don't put them out, they kill them and they eat them. We're not doing that. They eat them. It becomes a meal. So watch out if you step into an, uh, you know, into an ant pile. So, I mean, it's, so, so there's a lot of, and here's another one. When someone steps into an ant pile, I'm pretty sure you noticed this. I used, as a kid, I used to think it was rice that they were carrying away. And it's really their babies. They're carrying their pupae. They're, they can't, these little, these little guys are, are so, they're, they're, they're crunched up. They can't move their arms. They can't move their legs. So these, these more greater ants grab them, pick them up, they carry them, they take them where they need to be, where it's nice and safe, so you don't step on them. So in, in, a, in a sense, this is what we also do as a church. We protect the babies. You know, there's, there's some things that they don't know how to do yet, but you know what we do? We're going to wrap our arms, arms around them. We're going to say, I got you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. I'm going to pray. You need prayer? I'm going to pray for you. You need me to walk you through something? You need to tell me something. How how can I help you out? Let me let, let's talk about this. Let's 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 go to the Lord and speak to Him and see what He can do for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
again, call, God calls, the, calls it an exceedingly, you know, exceedingly wise ant. But um, again, as I said, they, they work in numbers. When they start something, they don't stop. They continue to work together. Uh, these are little creatures that will accomplish what they need to until they get to the point of, uh, I don't want to say no turning back. But even in that case, when they come into their territory, I was watching this with my kids the other day. And what it, what it was is these uh, wasps it came into where the ants were, and the ants had to give up. They had to go because the wasp is a bigger animal. And so they had to retreat, but they didn't die. What they did is they salvaged what they could, and they started over. They didn't quit. They carried on the fight. The fight is to survive, and that survival in this is through the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God within us. That's how we survive. We can't survive on our own. There's just no way. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. Amen. How long has it been? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So being compelled, and, and this is where I, wanna, I wanted to just kind of elaborate a little bit more. Uh, you know, to be compelled is, is to be focused. If we're not focused, we cannot, we can't, and, and it says there's, there's no sense of, uh, I don't, there's not said we can't compel ourselves. And the word here, compel, and I was mentioning to Brother, uh, this word, this particular word, again, it means a type of persuasion. We want to persuade the people that come to God. Uh, there's love. There's truth. Uh, there's uh, a, a sense of uh, sharing with others. Uh, we have, uh, and uh, Ali, and I'm, I'm sorry about that, but we have Bible studies back here on Wednesdays at 7.30. And uh, we had a move of God last night. And I just want to say that I want to give God glory and praise for that. Because God is still delivering. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. God will still deliver. The question is, are we going into that place where we can find deliverance, not only for ourselves, but those who are wanting deliverance, and not only for themselves, but someone else that's outside the realm of our own church. We're, we're called to reach the lost. We're called to reach those that are outside the skirts. Check this out. They don't even go to our church. I believe that God can reach those as well through prayer, through, through a, a, a heartbreak. You know, God brings memories back to our fallen uh, you know, our, I say our failings, and, and through our failings, we see the failings of others, and we want to help with that. How do we help with it? We pray for them, or we say, how can I, and again, how can we help you out with that? How can I help you with that? Let us pray together. Let us be a body together. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, again, back, speaking about the ants, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, veer away from the ants for just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know the insects could be a little bit of a bug mess. We want to smash them. But the ants work together. And I was reading in the book of Ezra, and I didn't give any scripture for this, but I, I, I read the book of Ezra and where it talks about where the children of Israel were building the temple. They go to build the temple, and um, as they're building, the Bible says that they stopped them. Now, King Cyrus gave the order to build and to make grow. But the enemy always comes in somehow and tries to shut things of the work of the Lord. So anyhow, uh, these people who live within the city or live with Cyrus or I should say it says they're consultants, meaning that they give advice 
to Cyrus, hey, Cyrus, these people are taking monies from you, and I don't think it's a good idea that they're taking monies from you, so I'm going to, I'm just letting you know. So they stopped, they halt, the Bible says that they, they weakened their hands and they could no longer, they could no longer build, and I believe they stopped for about two years. But then the Bible says that the elders and the prophets stepped in. And when they stepped in, they prophesied. And when they prophesied, they went forth. And when they went forth, now get, get this, it was, it was just a few of them, but then there was many of them. And they gathered together and they started to build. And then they approached them again and they said, who has ordered you to build this building? Who's ordered you to, to continue this building? And they gave him word, but they didn't halt from what they were doing. They did not stop until the word reached the king and then it came back telling them to stop, and they never did. God blessed them with that. They didn't stop. They pushed forward. They were, they were determined. They were compelled to push forward and not stop because that's what was ordered by the Lord. It was ordered by the king to, again, Jeremiah had prophesied about it. King Cyrus said it will be done. It was written in the books. It carried on, and it never stopped because it was ordered by the Lord. And the end result, they continue to build, and there's more things that come after that. But the point of the story was that they were compelled and they did not stop. These were the elders. Now, the question is, uh, we have elders here, but then we also have people that are growing along the way. So I bring you back to the colony of ants. We're, we're like a colony of ants. The question is, we want to make sure that we carry these little ants and they don't get broken. They don't get hurt. We want to nourish them. Take them to a safer place. If they tell us to stop, we're going to fight before they tell us to stop. The fight is a spiritual fight. It's not a physical. For this young man, this preacher, it was physical. But even so, he, did, he still didn't stop. He carried on, and he fought the good fight, and, he, and he, came up, he came up winning. Praise the Lord. All right, so coming back to the beginning, I know. God wants us to come together. There's a coming together. But not not only a coming together, but being compelled to come together. In other words, driven to be together. Not driven away, but driven closer together, closer knit. There's a kingdom that's coming, and sooner or later we're going to see it. And the question is, if I'm pushing away, then I want to make sure that I'm going to do away with that because I want to knit myself closer to the body and not away from the body. To knit myself away, and this is, this is Scripture. I was going over the book of James yesterday where he says that there are some things that cause us to not live according to the faith because James was talking to the Jews and so what are, those, what are those things that cause me to not live according to the faith? And these men knew the law. So the idea is to bring it back to what's true, what is fact, what is God's, you know, what's, what's God's will. Not our will, but the will of God. The will of God is for us to love each other. To be brothers and sisters in Christ. To be good little ants. To help each other out. Not to break each other down, chop each other's heads off, 
not cannibalize each other in here, you know. Um, and the Bible says to sin, if we, if, we, if we bring ourselves to a point of sin, then we know it brings death. And I don't want death on any of us. I want life for all of us. I want life for not only all of us, but our families that we have, people that we pray. God is a faithful God. He hears the cries of his children, and he is not a God that forgets what he said he's going to do. He said he's a healer, and he will heal you. He says, I hear your cries, and I will answer. He may not answer by fire, but he will answer. Praise God. All right. I think I'm pretty much done here, guys. I'm sorry. All right. for <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> it was a little short, but let God have his way today. I, I, pray, I, I hope that this man... <laughs> I hope that we're, you know, we, we learn from the ant. It's, he's wise. He's good in what he does. Uh, but God knows more of what we need and what we need to do. And in doing so, you know, let us, let us also focus on this. Going out to the highways and the byways, to the extension. We want to stay close, but sometimes staying close is not what we need to do. We get out of our comfort zone. We need to. If we don't get out of our comfort zone, then... We're never going to move forward. There has to be a breaking away of what we find, where we find comfort. We find comfort in the Lord, and that's a good thing. But we can walk out into the street and, and, and speak to somebody about Jesus and know that, God, you're with me. The song, I am not alone. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Almighty oh, God, we bless you tonight. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you, God, for pouring into our vessels, oh, Lord, for your purpose, for your purpose, for your glory, God. We lay ourselves down for your glory, God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We worship you. I give myself away.
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love you, God. You are awesome, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again, Brother Galan. We appreciate you so much. We love you. We appreciate that message. Amen. God bless everyone. Remember, as Brother Galan said, to keep our pastor's family and, and um, a bishop and his family in, uh, in our prayers. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed.